Hey there, friends, and welcome. This is Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and this is an Anchored Wives Day 13 prayer. We are trucking through this month, and we're reading through Psalm 119, praying for our husbands. And in the midst of that, we are ourselves being rooted and anchored into God's Word as well. So today's verses are Psalm 119, and we're reading verses 67 through 72. And before I read, I I did want to encourage that. I, I did want to encourage you to go deeper into prayer. You know, I know that I'm guiding, so so to speak, in, in prayer. But friend, like go deeper. This is your relationship with the Lord. This is your time with the Lord. And I know sometimes that. And I love it in Bible study at my church where sometimes the spirit is felt um, from our leader and, and we're encouraged to just spend a few more minutes in prayer or we'll spend some more time in, in worship. So do what your spirit feels. If you are like, man, I want more. I want to do it. Girl, do your thing with the Lord. <laughs> you know, if there's something that you can do more of, please do that. That, that because especially depending on your situation, there's something about pain and grief or, or tragedy or chaos or any of that stuff that postures us more with God. And man, I don't know about you, but I, I actually kind of get mad at myself. I'm like, why was I not pressing in with the Lord like this? Why was I not hungry for the Lord like this? And the answer is always obvious. And I, I hate to admit it, but it's it's that I relied on myself. I thought I was that big and bad and you know, I thought I was that Shira. And this is this is the problem with the new age of and I don't know that it's new, I think it's probably been forever, but the glorification of it rather, of you do you boo. Your truth, you can do it, that all you gotta do is just gumption up enough. I can statements. Friend, that is a lie. A lie from the enemy. We are not supposed to rely on ourselves. We are really not as strong as we think we are. We are strong in the Lord. We can do all things in Christ, not on ourselves, not in of ourselves. That's why in John 15, Jesus even compares us to the branch that has to be fastened, connected to the tree. The one that's just on the ground is going to it's going to wither away and it's going to die. It has no life form inside of it. So I don't know. That was just on my heart. Um, and again, I I am I am that girl. So I don't say this from a finger pointing standpoint. I deeply wrestle with self-reliance. And um, I have to call myself out. I really do. But yeah, I just, I, again, it was just on my heart for whoever that may be for. <laughs> Even if it's just for me, is another reminder. So um, verses 67 through 72, and this is Psalm 119. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. 
You are good and you do what is good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I could learn your statutes. Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. I love the comparison points. I mean, you you see a couple but statements in verses 69 and, and 70. Um, so you've got this, you know, persecution, right? Someone's persecuting, you know, got haters going on here. Um, you got some Judases, but I'm going to keep pressing through and I'm going to keep remaining fastened to you. They're insensitive. They're this way, but I'm going to delight in your instruction. Right. So I, I, I love that this this point of comparison. And if you're raising teenagers, have raised teenagers, I'm in the thick of this. Uh, well, my friends and they're all, I love how it's like, they're all, how do you know everybody? Like everybody else, how do you know everybody else? This is what everybody else is doing. So my response, our, my husband and I's response to, to her is, but that's not what you're going to do. You can't go with the wide path, the wide, easy route path because the whole crowd is there. The narrow path is the narrow path. And you can't, in, you, it's not indicative of this is where everybody else is, that this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? So if, if, every, if it was easy, then yeah. I mean, the, the, sometimes it's like chemistry, that the pathway of least resistance sometimes feels like the right way. But not necessarily in God's eyes, is it? That needs to always be the siphon. Is this what God thinks? Is this in alignment with God? I want his words so deeply rooted in my heart that I don't even hear just Brittany. I'm hearing Brittany through the eyes of the Lord. That's the filter. That's the standard. Jesus, not us. So the verses I was thinking about for um, our husband's... um, well, it, it's mentioned twice in verse 67 as well as 71, but this affliction, but specifically verse 67 says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Verse 71, it was good for me to be afflicted. Hmm. <laughs> have you ever said that? I know I have. I have said that. I've been like, and it, and it, and it stinks and it's hard. It's not like I'm just like, yay, I went through this, this trouble. But um, my husband and I share our testimony a lot and, and, and we love teaching couples. But I remember one time a person I was meeting with coffee and she was like, how can you say that? How can you say that you're actually happy that you, that your marriage underwent infidelity? And let me, and just like I told her, it's not like I'm just like cheer, cheerleader, rah, 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 you know? happy. It's this affliction was necessary for each of us. That broke me to surrender and to no longer rely on Brittany, but the Lord. And then likewise, as my husband will say, that did things with his own relationship with the Lord. So it's kind of mirrors that, right? It was good for me to go through this. It pains me to say it, 
But that helped me learn God's statutes. It helped me learn the ways of the Lord. It helped me to learn reliance in God only, not in myself. So for our husbands, I think about what affliction has happened, past tense, is happening, current, present tense, or what will happen, future tense. That affliction may not be, you know, I love to slab a lot of stuff on the enemy all day long. Be like, well, the devil, the well, the enemy. Sometimes, I mean, it ain't always God. It ain't always the enemy. It's, it could be God, but his is done for in alignment with his glory, in alignment with his purposes for all things to work together for, for those who are called and, and, and love the Lord. So is it the part of the workings together? <laughs> Is he breaking down your husband for a purpose that's greater than what you could possibly understand or even comprehend? I don't know. And so shall you not know unless you are really spending in time in prayer and asking God to you. So be careful to not just be like, Lord, get him out of this pit. Lord, move, move the valley. Sometimes that's the greatest teacher. Sometimes. I know for me, it has been historically. I really don't have time time. <laughs> it really is supposed to be short. But I love Old Testament. I love um, Second Chronicles. But I wanted to just mention two kings' names for your own reading. Um, king Uzziah. And, you know, at the beginning, as all of the kings were mentioned, they were either good kings or bad kings. And then there were some good kings who start off and ran their good race and then went to the left. King Uzziah was one of them. You know, he did all the things right in the Lord's eyes, but then he went to the left. He sinned as well as um, uh, King uh, Hezekiah. So King Uzziah, you can find his uh, story in Second Second Kings. Second Chronicles, sorry, um, chapter 26. But um, likewise, uh, King Hezekiah, um, specifically, he's got a lot of chapters, y'all, but specifically in Second Chronicles, um, chapter 32, um, unlike Uzziah, um, the Lord restored, allowed restoration to King Hezekiah. So they were both afflicted with illnesses. And in both of them, it was because they became proud. Um, it was because they started to self-rely and to trust in themselves versus God. And the Lord struck them. The Lord afflicted them. Literally, let's go ahead and just quick read this verse. Um, and this is 26. This is King, this is King Uzziah. Um, but when he became strong, he grew. This is verse 16, chapter 26, verse 16, Second Chronicles. But when he became strong, he grew arrogant and it led to his own destruction. He acted unfaithfully against the Lord, his God, by going into the Lord's sanctuary to burn incense on the on the incense altar. So he was super brave and, and just I'm going to do I can do this. No, you couldn't. And then down to verse 20, you see um, it says he himself also hurried to get out because the Lord had afflicted him. <clears throat> Sometimes our afflictions, personal, sometimes the marriage afflictions, collective, sometimes the afflictions within our husband's heart could be God's way. It could be a response to sin, um, in this case, for this king, um, as well as King Hezekiah. Um, but with God, there's always redemption. So that's what I want to pray. I want to pray that we not shun the affliction if it's from the Lord. Um, the affliction is pointing to possibly a sin because God loves us. Let's, let's go back to basics here. John three sixteen. he didn't send his son to die 
for somebody who he just wanted to flick for no reason, right? So the basics is God loves and God can redeem. So sometimes the affliction will point to our own sin. And then sometimes that sin is a blatant sin. Maybe there's infidelity. Dude, maybe you need to leave. Oh, girl. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's an inward sin. Maybe your whole heart is jacked up and you rely on yourself. Maybe maybe you're so proud and God is like, uh, let's go ahead and do lesson 31 called surrender, called humility. Um, I don't know what that looks like for, but the Lord does. So that's our prayer is that we are going to pray that the Lord have his way in our husband's lives, no matter what. And his plan is trustworthy. So you first need to trust the Lord too. Okay. We can't be just be praying for our husband's trust. You need to trust the Lord's ways are better than ours. So, um, dear God, we love, 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 love your word. And we're so grateful that we get to read it and study it and memorize it and sit with it and sleep with it and do all of the things with your word, which is a lamp to our feet. It is our instructor. It is our comforter. It is our hope, God. It's our reminder that you see us, you know us. It's a direct insight into your heart because we know you are in alignment with your word. So thank you, God, for it. Thank you for the reminder of these prior stories, great and, and mighty kings who even loved you but went off on their own island. So thank you, God, for just the reminder that you are a redeemer, that you have a great promise as long as we're remaining connected to you. So God, we pray for our husbands. We pray, God, that they don't go off on their islands, God. If they are on their own islands, Lord, please just obliterate the island. I'm almost sad to pray this prayer, but God, we want what's we want your glory before anything else. So God, if it means shaking up the island, if it means shaking up comfort, disrupting all of that, God, then please do it because we know you are after our husband's heart. We know that you're after our own heart. We know that you love us implicitly and we trust and rely on that. So God, if the affliction is going to be the priming the priming, the, the main way, God, that you are going to win them over, then God, we courageously pray that. Help us to be in alignment with you in order for you to go after our husbands and win their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.